Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. To the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, January 25th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. If I could make a fart noise on command, I would, but I can't. Next to Tassie is the bearded one, Matapsha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Hey yo! Hey yo! And last but not least, making the magic happen, super producers JD and JK. What's up, guys? Hey, 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 hey! JD right now in his 13-year-old boy phase of cold <laughs> opens. A lot of fart cold opens recently. Oh, you know what? It's my algorithm, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because Jack uh, Lincoln sent me that one. Yeah. Right? And then I liked it, and then it just uh, – more fart stuff started coming up. So <laughs> strap in, boys, because we got a lot of fart cold opens coming up. All right. You're in the fart stream. Fart talk. Shout out to the stream team. For joining us live on YouTube, we love to see it. Hit the like button and subscribe. Get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com and get yourself a subscription to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks so they know that we sent you. We got a lot to get to. We're going to hit the beach. Got some great questions for you guys that you guys sent in yesterday. We got Tweet of the Night, of course. We'll talk about last night's games. But had some uh, interesting news when it comes to the NBA All-Star Game. Finally. Yeah. It's February 19th. (laughs) And we are not going to know the All-Star rosters until that very night. Yes, that's right. We are finally getting a schoolyard pick'em. Uh, the team captains, which is probably going to be LeBron and Giannis, though I guess it could still be KD, they will make their picks in a live, televised pregame segment shortly before the game begins in Salt Lake City. And we talked about it a little bit last night on our uh, watch party on Playback, but... Any more thoughts on this? You were a fan. It feels like most people are like, yeah, this is this is a nice little change. We've been talking about this forever. They've had five years of this you know, slow getting used to this rec- recorded segment instead, just getting comfortable with guys being picked last. Okay, so they've had this five-year <laughs> trial run. Now we're ready. Now we're ready to do it live. Everybody feels comfortable. No <laughs> one's worried about being picked last. So everything's fine. This is what it's all supposed to be. This is what it's meant to be, right? I don't know. I'm nervous. <laughs> These teams don't have a chance to practice together before they play. It's going to be a sloppy game out there. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, this is awesome, of course. I mean, as soon as they announced that the All-Star Draft was happening, 
the natural reaction was, why don't you do it live? Why yeah. don't you do it right before the game? Now they're doing it right before the game. So should be exciting to see how they handle everything from, you know, the back and forth that we're kind of used to in this draft between LeBron and whoever is number yeah. two in voting. Uh, always a little bit of different chemistry there. Who's going to, if they're going to have a chance to like correspond with each other. And of course, huge question is, what are they going to do about the last pick? Because just be too sad little guys standing over yeah. there. Sure, they're two of the 24 best players in the league, <laughs> but you don't want to be 23rd or 24th. Yeah. A couple other questions sort of along what you're saying. Yeah. Who's like who's hosting it? It's on TNT, so is it just Ernie Johnson as the host? Do we get commentary still from the inside crew? Like, are Chuck and Shaq and Kenny, like, are they chiming in? Who is mic'd in all of this? Is it just the captains? Yeah. Is it all the players? That'd probably be a little crazy. But um, I can't wait for this. This is what we wanted. Line them up, you know, have the jerseys ready, and uh, you, you, you. It should be fun. There might be trades happen yeah, right sure. then and there. We've seen that happen even in the uh, pre-recorded segment where mm-hmm. they would do it a couple days before. But yeah, this is this is great. Nice little nice little twist here. Nice yes. little tweak. And I wonder if there's a comfort level considering all three of the guys who could be captains have done it before. So there's a little talk with, hey, KD, do you mind doing it live if you're picked? Or hey, Giannis, do you mind doing it live? Because that was the the concern that, that they would hurt feelings or whatever was the concern about these potential captains. It was, you know, kind of unfounded to begin with. Uh, but now they're doing it. I do wonder about jersey sales, like going into Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Is Julius Randle going to have a Team Durant jersey for sale? Like, they missed that window. They're not going to sell both jerseys. They don't seem to care anymore jerseys. about selling them all that much. That's weird. Because they're ugly, first off, these jerseys <laughs> now. <laughs> and, yeah, this whole concept of, like, it's not even East or West. It's it's whoever the captain is. But that's not on the jersey either. You know what I mean? It doesn't say Team LeBron, right? Just the it doesn't color, say Team kinda, Durant. Yeah, yeah just yeah. the color. So. No, it's a good point. Uh, I do love that people are concerned. Or maybe they'll do both. Maybe like, oh, they'll just what are they going to do? How are they going to make the jerseys? How are they going to do Oh, this? my God. How, when? They'll probably just make them in advance, I would assume. One of each. They'll make both, and maybe they'll sell both. Like, who cares if Julius uh, Randle was wearing yeah, a white they, jersey totally. during the They should so sign them and sell them for charity is what they should do. It'd be cool. Even if the ones they don't play in. Like, why not? Why not? <laughs> uh, anyway. I hope they do. I hope they do jazz-inspired jerseys because between the mountains and the gradient ones they wore, it's like two cool jazz jerseys. Huh. So maybe they'll do something along those lines with you know the right team name on it. I also hope we see somebody hiding behind another player. Like, ooh, don't pick me. Yeah. Don't pick me. So I don't know who that would be. Like, I think Kyrie probably wants to be on LeBron's team, but it would be funny because they got like a relationship. So I don't know. Like if there are teammates and one teammate is there, you're like, ooh, I don't want to be on that team because I want to be my team. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I know. All I'm saying like, is I want to see somebody hide behind somebody else. Okay? Will they be on the floor? Will it be yeah. on that stage that they make at All-Star Weekend? Will even the other players be out there? Right? I guess oh, it's possible that they weren't, but like that'd be silly if you're going to go live. Um, and yeah, as for the it's final two... definitely possible that they're not there. Just they're in the back? Yeah. That would be brilliant. <laughs> it would be weird, because, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. possible. Because like, they could be looking at a board, and then, okay, I'll take... Uh, you know, I'll take Lowry Markkinen, and then he comes out on stage, and then, oh... That's true. That's, they could do it that way. I, yeah. I hope they're all there, just like... Not knowing what to do with their hands and like their hands are in their pockets <laughs> and maybe dribbling a basketball, just waiting. Uh, because I guess they have to make it like it's got to be like 15 to 20 minutes, right? It can't be just like bang, 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 let's go. Oh, no. They'll pull it off. Right? They'll, they'll drag it out to a half hour. We see the yeah. NBA draft lottery 
bang, 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 13 numbers picked from a, a hat. That takes half an hour. Uh, picking 24 players will take half an hour. No problem. Oh, I hope they do like uh, the NBA draft where the captains have to like awkwardly shake hands and hold the jersey, <laughs> hold jersey put up. a cap on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, Go we, full draft mode. That's a good idea. So many options with this. But uh, yeah, for the most part, people are excited. As for the final two, like you're a little worried, I guess. Like, oh. Who's going to be last? <laughs> oh, who's um, worried? I mean, Who cares? Well, they, the league was worried for a long time oh, about Oh, for this. sure. That has been the hiccup. That has been the hesitancy. Could they... Feelings. Could they ha- make them shoot for it or something? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, sure, yeah. Three Do point something contest. weird. Play one-on-one. On one. Yeah. Whoever wins score. gets to be on LeBron's team because yeah. they're going to win. There you go. <laughs> All right. So everybody, uh, for the most part, excited about this little wrinkle there. Sunday night before the game, and, uh, yeah, schoolyard pick em. Love it. KD said he came up with the idea. Yeah. <laughs> <We've>, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> we were saying it literally the first year they decided to do captains. Well, we're like, why aren't they doing it live? Children in the 1940s came up with it. I mean, <laughs> that's <laughs> how you pick teams. Yeah. But I do honestly, I guess in his defense, I do feel like maybe LeBron, KD, the other captains that have been there, maybe they were like, we don't want to jump on a Zoom call on Thursday morning to make these teams. Like, probably. Their calendar they probably was like, booked. Well, they're just like, we don't want to do this. And it's like, <laughs> it's not as fun now after doing it four or five years, which is true. It's just become the same sort of repetitive thing. So let's just do it live. So good on them and the Players Association that has to sign off on these things. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, let's get into a little What You Got. What you got? What you got? Yeah, what you got there? little what you got based off of last night's games. Uh, first one, Bam Adebayo, 30 points as the Heat rallied past the Celtics, 98-95. You may have caught it on our NBA watch party on playback. You may have. We had a lot of close games. Tass was a maestro last night <laughs> with the remote control clicking back and forth between free throws and timeouts <laughs> and the games are ending. It was amazing. Oh, I got click happy. Oh, man. Uh, so, Bam, awesome game. He is playing phenomenal basketball right now for the Miami Heat. We also had Julius Randle. Scoring 36 points. He hit eight threes as the Knicks, they stopped uh, Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs, 105-103. Was Mitchell fouled at the end there by, uh, who was it, Hartenstein? Hartenstein. Hartenstein. Verticality, and then the arms came down, but no call. And uh, Mitchell went to the floor. We were all worried that he was super injured. I don't think he is. But anyway, the question, off of Bam and Randall having monster games and the All-Star team announcement around the corner when it comes to the reserves next week, who is more likely to be an East All-Star between these two forwards in the East here. Bam Adebayo or Julius Randle, who you got? It's definitely Bam more likely than Julius Randle. I think with the Knicks, Jalen Brunson is going to get credit for that turnaround from last year to this year. I think he'll get more votes amongst the coaches when we're talking about the reserves than Julius Randle. As far as Bam goes... A, a huge, huge season for him. I think it's going a little under the radar in, in terms of the, the casual fan. And so I don't think he'll necessarily be a lock because it is sort of under the radar uh, because coaches will still see Jimmy Butler on that roster. He has played less games, there's no doubt. Uh, but I do think that's the guy they generally game plan for. And he'll get some votes uh, for you know over Bam out of bio. They could split votes, uh, but the Heat are third on defense and 28th on offense. That's probably the biggest spread in NBA history, 25 ranking spots. There is a reason for that, though. It's Bam. Uh, he is phenomenal. 
But I'm not sure if the the coaches are catching up with the uh, the games played with the Jimmy Butler situation and uh, necessarily with the D rather than who they who they game plan for. So I don't think it's a lock is all I'm saying, especially with, that they've come on late to the coaches. You know, they're they're usually a year behind and. <laughs> Uh, this is even though they've come on recently, they're always weeks behind at the at the very least. So, Bam over Julius, though I think he's got a far better chance. Okay, would you agree with that? Yeah, but I think Bam is a complete lock. I think he's going to make the team for sure. Jimmy Butler, like per minute, has been the best player for the Heat, but Bam has played an extra ten games and he is scoring as many points as Jimmy Butler is. He's obviously leading the team in rebounding, and then he brings it defensively as yeah. well. Certainly Boston coaches will be voting Bam Adebayo into the All-Star game after last night. Fourth quarter, nine points, eight rebounds. Miami went on a 15-0 run in the fourth quarter. They held the Celtics to 13 points in the fourth. And, you know, a big part of it was Bam grabbing the ball off the glass and bringing it up and just getting into the lane and scoring. He obviously hit uh, the big jumper to really ice things for the Heat as well. That was a takeover game for Bam Adebayo, yeah. which we've seen a lot from Jimmy Butler this season. But Bam has been doing it as well, and the Heat are starting to put wins together. Also, I was listening to Zach Lowe's podcast. He's got Bam Adebayo as a lock, has neither of Randall and Brunson on his All-Star game. And that guy's pretty influential. Mm-hmm. So if Zach Lowe is already saying that Bam's in there and the Knicks guys are on the outside looking in, I kind of think that will happen. I think Randall, though, has a strong possibility of making it. Since December 1st, the guy's averaging 27 a game, 13 rebounds, yeah. 4 assists, shooting 45 and 35 from the field. He has been instrumental in the Knicks' turnaround as well. And if you're looking at like his career progression, it's like all NBA. Bad season, giving thumbs downs to the fan. Now, at least knocking on the door of an all-star yeah. appearance. So he can get a little bit of credit as well. But I think Bam's two-way play... And, you know, he does have the respect of the coaches already at this point, having made a couple of all-star teams, having finished high in defensive player of the year voting. I think he's definitely going to make it. Well, well. Ju- just one. I mean, he's only made it once uh, in his career. And that's that's the kind of the the thing that he may just get overlooked. He's the kind of get player that gets overlooked. Is he the most important player on the Heat thus far? Probably, yeah, because he's played in 10 more games. But I just wonder what the coaches do. We're giving a lot of credit to the coaches and mm-hmm. their assistant coaches who – how much time are they going to put into this? I think they'll just look at the standings. It, it all sort of depends on how many players they give to the Celtics and the Sixers and the Bucks. Yeah, if they sneak true. in a second one. And if if not, if they don't give Brooke Lopez a nod, if they don't give James Harden a nod, then obviously uh, the Knicks and Heat have a, a good shot at getting one. Yeah, well, I disagree with Zach Lowe. I think a, a New York Knicks player is going to make this team. I, I, maybe both of them even in Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. I feel like it comes down to... Maybe two or three spots for the for these four players. Bam, Julius Randle, and then Siakam and DeRozan. I think of those four guys, they're going to be like sort of fighting for those, again, may, maybe two, maybe three uh, spots on the All-Star Reserves. We find out the starters on Thursday, by the way, and then on Friday's Drop Podcast, we're going to make our first pass at our actual picks when it comes to the All-Star teams and the Reserves. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's tight between those. I mean, I tweeted a couple weeks ago. I'm getting terrified that Siakam's not going to make it. Oh, he's going to make it. He's going to make it. He's going to make it. Is he? (laughs) No, I don't know. Not the way Randall's been playing. And bam, like, you'd have to have those guys above him right now because of the team's record. And the Raptors stinking. So I don't think it's a lock. And then DeRozan's an interesting part, um, being like a 14-year vet and and having uh, the respect of the coaches that pick these things. It's going to be tight. It's going to be some debates on Friday's drop podcast. going to be some debates, certainly. But But I agree with you guys that I, if I'm ranking them, I have bam just ahead of Julius Randall right now. But a part of it is because I believe Jalen Brunson is more likely to make it than Jimmy Butler. 
So it gets down to like that two two guys on a middle of the pack team. Yeah, you know what I, mean? well, I, I, I highly doubt a middle of the pack team is going to get two guys. I just I just doubt it because there's so many great players. Yeah, I I think the Celtics are probably the only team that's locked in with two All Stars and the Nets. The Nets as, as well. Yeah, They're locked I in voting them. wise. Voting yeah. wise, I missed them. Yep, 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 yep. Good call. All right. Well, our next one, Jokic, he returned last night for the Nuggets. Triple double, ho hum, game winner, little floater there. Puts the Nuggets ahead of the Pelicans, 99-98. This guy's just unbelievable. And then Kuzma hit some free throws late, maybe controversial call, lifted the Wizards over the Mavericks, 127-126, despite Luka Doncic's uh, 41 points. So what was the more entertaining finish? Nugs Pels or Wiz Mavs? What you got? This is an easy question. Okay. Do you like basketball shots or do you like missed free throws? <laughs> Because if you like basketball shots, the answer is Nugs Pels. If you like missed free throws, though, Wizards Mavericks, that's the way to go. I don't think I've ever seen a guy rip his jersey like Luka Doncic did and then go on to keep playing in the ripped jersey. That yeah, was pretty amazing. They usually he follow- it. Yeah, <laughs> but that was pretty pretty weird. I he was just going with the dangly jersey there. But I think, um, yeah, I think Nuggets Pelicans is the one because the Pelicans came back in this game with Jose Alvarado just getting in the lane every single time and shooting crazy floaters uh, over the top yeah. of the Nuggets' defense. He had 14 points in 13 minutes to help the Pelicans take the lead. But then on the other end, the Nuggets went to uh, the Murray-Jokic pick and roll. Murray drew a couple of guys, gets it to Jokic for like a seven-foot floater. Just d- dinks it in. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Took a yawn afterwards. We were watching <laughs> it on playback. Skeets goes... Jokic just hit a he just hit a hook shot right. I, I, like, I know. Like such a I was like play. sort of had a second yeah. screen going. I'm looking at stats like where are these other games going? And then it's like I look back and it's like oh they're up. Nobody had said anything. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like what happened? Yeah. And then I see in the play by play I'm like Jokic uh, 16 footer. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what he does. It was literally and ended up being the game-winning shot. Mm-hmm. No one reacted because that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And it was a wide open little push shot. Uh, it, it's true. There was more basketball in that game, but way more drama in the other yeah, game. That's right. If that's you, why I made this question. If Pat. you like complaining, <laughs> if you like fouls, then you choose the other game. The Mavs are at a, a seemingly a bit of a breaking point. Mm. Like there are some worries. I think they're two weeks from the the trade deadline. The way they guard uh, is a problem. Uh, the way they lack anybody on the perimeter to really slow anybody down, and then the fouls all happen, and that's what happened in this game. Guys, we're so frustrated. Luca ripping gets a tech. <laughs> Same with Jason Kidd, who doesn't usually get tech fouls. They're frustrated. Uh, the personnel change up within the team is it's kind of hard to find one. Maybe it's Josh Green going in for Tim Hardaway. Josh Green plays ridiculously hard. They need somebody on the perimeter, and I think that would help. Uh, but it's probably there's probably going to be some sort of trade, but. Uh, it's an up-and-down team, and they kind of flow with Luka Doncic. And when Luka's complaining, the rest of them are going to be complaining. I understand he's complaining about the Kyle Kuzma slight slight push out of bounds, and they went and reviewed it. But I guess it was a foul. Uh, and, uh, hey, DeLon Wright stepped up and made a nice little defensive play there to take away Spencer Dinwiddie's <laughs> After opportunity. After the Mavs ran the same exact play. That's what they run. Twice. Give Luka the ball. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I think I know what they're doing. We just saw it a second ago. Let's try it. Great steal from him, yeah. Uh, well, we had some uh, some some fireworks, I guess you want to call it, after the game, too, with the, uh, the Wizards and Mavs. Spencer Dinwiddie said after the loss, talking about the Wiz, for them it's a showcase. They're over there trying to get paid. Not trying to play winning basketball. 
for a team that has real aspirations and has an MVP, went to the conference finals last year, we have to be better to a man. I like that Spencer Dinwiddie got the memo that it's NBA Rivals Week. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> right? I like that. Uh, well, Kuzma, pretty damn funny retweet, uh, quote tweet. The funny thing is they don't play winning basketball. And then, you know, a bunch of like ha-ha-ha emojis <laughs> and clown emojis and all that. And uh, you have to picture Kuzma That's sending it. that quote tweet while he was wearing his pregame fit, because I think it makes it ten times funnier. <laughs> I believe we have a photo. So him, just like, uh, you know, replying to Dinwiddie on Twitter, barely being able to see his phone <laughs> in the crazy outfit he had on last night. Which, uh, look, this might challenge the, uh, the crazy pink sweater for all I know, but... I yeah. th- his chest to me looked like a face when I first saw it. I don't know why his tattoos, and his tattoos just like an eyes, a nose, and a mouth. But uh, man, what a look! Uh, yeah, I guess you know there was a lot of talk at the trade deadline last year that the Wizards really didn't like Spencer Dinwiddie. Mm-hmm. It's true, apparently. Yeah. Uh, uh, but who knows? I mean, tough call on Luca for sure. But he bodied him out of bounds, and he'd been complaining to the refs for you know the entirety of the fourth quarter so mm-hmm. they took it out on him and you know maybe a good foul because i saw kyle kuzma hit that exact same shot against the bulls to beat him so kuzma <laughs> kuzma's the face of the franchise now for the washington wizards face of the franchise you can't see his face <laughs> balaclava of the fr- franchise right now yeah, yeah what face i don't even know that's him to be honest we're just assuming it is i guess the nba made a dress code for this uh, it, it is oh, weird it's amazing it, it is weird for sure yeah but they, they called spencer dinwiddie a cancer last year mm-hmm. uh, in that locker room which is strange because he doesn't seem like a cancer but uh, <laughs> he they, seems like he has something to say about everything yeah. so. he is very maybe a little bit of a know-it-all you think mm. Mm. very talkative uh, takes one to know one Spencer <laughs> <laughs> there you go okay any other thoughts on uh, either of those games Nugs Pels Wizmaps. Yeah, the, both, entertaining the, 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 both entertaining finishes the Nugs were carved up uh, by those Pels by Alvarado there that's the worrisome part for them as a championship contender. Sure. Just getting spread thin a little bit, and then they can get can get carved up. And the Mavs, can't wait. 15 days away. What are they going to do? All right, our uh, final one here in what you got. Uh, LeBron James hit a career-high nine three-pointers. He scored 46 points. But the Clippers hit 19 threes of their own, and that led them to the very comfortable 133-115 victory over the Lakers last night. But LeBron, in scoring over 40 points against the Clips, he became the first player to ever score 40 points against all 30 teams in the NBA. So, yeah, the Lakers lost the game, but all the headlines are about LeBron. Crazier LeBron achievement, Tass. The career high. Nine three-pointers made at this point in his 20 years in, hitting nine, or becoming the first player to score 40 points versus all 30 teams. Which, what's crazier? What you got? Oh, come on. What? 40 points versus 30 teams. Look, Kobe, never, Kobe never got a chance. He never got a chance. It, it is unfortunate. <laughs> what happens when the new teams come in, when the new expansion teams come in? It would be impressive, and, and I heard Jared Vice say this on the Daily Dang, if it was 30 points against all 30 teams. Right. It's 40. 40. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. played before the point inflation. Uh, <laughs> half his career, more than half his career is before point inflation. That's damn impressive. Kind of surprising that the last one was the Clippers of all teams, uh, but I guess he didn't play them as much uh, for a good chunk of his career. Yeah. Both incredible accomplishments because he was only 29% from the three-point land coming in. I know. I, 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 I almost find myself leaning towards that one. <laughs> LeBron at this point, 38 years old, pops off for nine threes. I guess you could counter with, well, everybody just hits threes now, yeah. and, and he got hot, but 
It all came in a loss, but which one are you going with? Uh, I mean, Tass is right. LeBron created the 40-30 club. It never existed before last night. 40 points against all 30 teams, that's a testament to availability, and longevity, and straight-up skills. I loved hearing Brian Anderson speculating that he's going to break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's <laughs> scoring record with a jump hook because yeah. he saw him working yeah. on it in pregame. Well, that would be I would amazing. love to see that happen. Oh my God. Uh, but I'm <laughs> he will. He'll try to. At least in the game. He'll try. He'll shoot at least one in the yeah. game, I do believe. Yeah. But... um. Maybe more surprising that he that his career high is now nine threes. Just because LeBron has played nearly eighteen hundred yeah. games, yeah, he's been in the zone for nine hundred twenty-seven of them. I went back and did the math. You would think there would be just one game where he decides to take a whole bunch totally. of threes, and that's the thing. If he played his entire career in point inflation, I bet he would have a 10 three-pointer game. Because early in his career, he would be like ten for thirteen or something, and just keep shooting, shooting, yeah. shooting threes. He's too smart now. Goes inside, yeah. shoots layups. Yeah, you don't need to take a bunch of threes when you can make a bunch of layups. Uh, right. Yeah. He. Yeah. He just. He. He's too big. He doesn't need to. But it was surprising hearing Stan Van say on the broadcast that among the 150 players who've qualified for three point percentage, he's got the second worst percentage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the second worst percentage after such a great season uh, that he's carrying this team. But yeah, a, a lowly 29 percent coming in got got bumped up with that nine three game. Also, the oldest player to ever dive over the first row in NBA history. I got to think. 38 years old, diving over the first row. Come on. He's giving his body up. You don't think uh, Kareem ever did it? Carl, Kevin Willis. Too slow. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Somebody check that. Uh, LeBron had been tied with three other players who had recorded a 40-point game versus 29 franchises. You want to take a stab at it? Kobe, obviously one of them because never had a chance to score 40 against his own team, the Lakers. Yeah. Though he would have gave it a go for sure. <laughs> oh, he would have scored more than 40 in the first game against the Lakers yeah, if he yeah. ever played for a different team. Uh, can you name the other two current players who have done it against 29 franchises? They're just missing one. KD. Durant, Kevin yeah. Durant. James Harden. Bingo. Easy stuff, well done. man. Uh, Durant, 38, is his high against the Hornets. So very, very close. <laughs> and uh, James Harden, high of 29 against the Rockets. Oh, yeah. the Rockets. Yep, <laughs> nice, yep, yep. cool. Shout out to uh, Statitudes for that one. And uh, just to put a little button on this LeBron and all these achievements, he's just 177 points uh, shy of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the NBA's all-time 177? 177. So it puts him in a position here to potentially break this record at the end or even maybe in the middle of this Lakers five-game road swing. Uh, instead of back home in L.A., because they play the Spurs tonight at home. Is LeBron playing in a, in a back-to-back situation? I don't know. I, I haven't seen reports that he's not. So, okay, let's say he plays tonight. Then they go on the road. Boston, Brooklyn, New York. It's back on the table. It's it's maybe a little too soon. Indiana and then New Orleans. So, look, if he keeps up this incredible pace he's on recently, I'm thinking it feels like it's Indiana or New Orleans. Didn't Indiana get... Steph Curry uh, breaking uh, the three-point three. record? Did that happen in Indiana? I thought it was in an MSG, wasn't it? Oh, he tried to break it in. We expected it in, in Indiana. Indiana. like 0 for 10 from what 3 or something like that. He didn't make it. He what didn't happened do in it. Indiana? Oh, we thought it was going to happen. Yeah, there. Reggie. Like his first chance or something That's like it. that. Reggie was Good there. Call. Good call. Okay. Reggie had to right. travel yeah, with him. Like so, uh, yeah, LeBron's going to be likely doing it here in the next, I don't know, five to seven games. <laughs> I hope it's with a skyhook. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be amazing, actually. <laughs> uh, 
Also, the Clippers won this game, so just a little love to to them taking care of business, Absolutely. hitting the 19-3. Kawhi Leonard in his last eight games is averaging 29.3 points per game, seven boards, with shooting percentages of 55 from the field, 47 from three, 92 at the line. He's a... When he's playing, which is now more and more often, uh, you know, this is looking like uh, that that automatic robotic Kawhi. Are you telling me the Kawhi bot has been activated? Maybe. It might be activated, yes. It's been miniaturely activated right now, but that was nice uh, from the Clippers. They hit 15 threes in the first half, and then they scored 22 (laughs) points in the paint in the fourth quarter. That's like everything. The Lakers had one good quarter, but man... Westbrook had a couple of brutal turnovers, (laughs) and that's why, like, when you're watching this team, you're seeing the Lakers play better. They're getting Rui Hachimura tonight against the Spurs. They're getting Anthony Davis tonight against the Spurs. It looks like things are trending upwards. With Westbrook still playing a huge part in this, that stuff happens, man. Yeah. Just bad decisions. Like, the pass to, to, uh, who was it, to Schroeder? Schroeder's not a great decision maker, and he even's like, what are you doing, man? That was that was terrible, and then he follows it up like two possessions later with another turnover. Much the same, completely killing the momentum for the Lakers. It happens too often where things are going well, and Westbrook is like, I'm getting in on this. <laughs> and then things ain't going well anymore. Well, KOC out there is throwing around Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. for Westbrook and those tasty first-round picks in the future. Hmm. <laughs> Chuck a little garlic in. I mean, the Lakers should do that if that's an actual trade. That's good. Yeah, it's the rap. The question from the Raptors side. Yeah, yeah, that's the the real cue. Take a take a step back. Have no guards on the team. I mean, zero guards. (laughs) And then then the draft picks like so long down the road. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you would have Russ go for triple doubles every night. Uh, Anyway, we'll get into some more KOC uh, trade rumors a little bit later. Uh, The other games from last night. I'm sorry, we got to bring it up. TK Miles Turner, Benedict Matherin. They spurred the rallies. What? They spurred the Pacers rally. To beat the Bulls, 116. That they did. 110. They spurred uh, the rally. They did. They spurred the rally. Uh, any thoughts on your Bulls losing this one? I'd be sad, but it was a textbook tale of two halves. <laughs> and you know I love it, Skeets. They said it twice in the last <laughs> minute of this broadcast. Uh, the Bulls held the Pacers to 46 points on 32% shooting in the first half and then gave up 70 second-half points on 53% shooting. Billy Donovan said, we look overwhelmed when the intensity level goes up. And I thought that was exactly right in the fourth quarter. Too much turnovers. The Bulls had six, and Zach Levine had four of them. TJ McConnell was oh. awesome in this one. He was like Deion Sanders out there, completely <laughs> took Levine out of the game. And then Buddy Heald almost had a 5 by 5 19 points, five rebounds, four assists, four steals, and three blocks Whew. for Buddy Heald, including a strip off Levine's leg late, and then he stole an inbounds pass under a minute left in this one. So really good stuff from the Pacers to come out after halftime and say the streak ends now. Mm-hmm. Miles Turner put the team on his back. Ben Matherin put the team on his back in the fourth quarter, hit the game winner. Pacers needed a win, uh, and this is a good one for them to get because them and the Bulls are right there for 9 and 10. Mm-hmm. NBA Rivals Week, too. Yes, thanks, thanks cheers, to cheers, them. Cheers. Thank you very the much. The Hoiberg game. Yes. It was very fun watching that live with you fellas. <laughs> it was uh, a blast. It was great. It was a great last couple minutes. Uh, I like when Buddy Heald plays defense. It's exciting. Uh, but they desperately needed a win, and they played like it. Yep. Uh, and then the Suns won their fourth straight. <laughs> Phoenix is uh, getting it going here again. They they crushed the Hornets 128-97. And the Suns have now, they're in a, a, a tie with the Mavericks at 25 and 24. And we've kept saying it here. It's like, 
uh, one and a half weeks of basketball, you can be like fourth in the West and, and you play poorly and you are 12th and you flip it on its head. You play decent for a week, string together some wins. You can go from basically like 10th up uh, three or four spots just like that. And that's where they are. So and these are yeah. key wins here. And it's coincided with a nice little homestand. It's, mm-hmm. it's worked out sort of perfectly where the, when they needed to turn their season around. They had four straight home games and won them all. And now they get the Mavs at home on Thursday night. Likely a, a TNT game there. And then they get the Spurs on the road and the Raps, at Ho- Raps and Hawks at home. So this is uh, could be a little, a little streak here uh, for the Phoenix Suns. And hopefully Devin Booker comes back. Have they lost a game with uh, their new owner? Like, you know, really... <laughs> Sitting courtside really and taking control. <laughs> yeah, Matt I don't know if they have. It's <laughs> a good question. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to hit the beach to answer a few of your questions. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately. So I've had documents flying in and out the mailbox. A lot of signatures, both analog and digital. A lot of phone calls, a lot of stamps. Got to get my long-term future straight. Yeah. Let me tell you, Skeets, the things we build our future around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Watch your assets. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust and Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs, whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney. It's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash nodunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash nodunks. All right, still here in the Classic Factory, um, as always. Thanks to everybody joining us live here on YouTube. Hit the like button if you haven't, and subscribe. Let's hit the beach. Beach stepping as we try and figure out our headphones. Yeah, we're good. Not I think it was baby. just a faulty uh, connection underneath the table. There's a troll living under there that sometimes <laughs> gets to biting on something. Keep it down. Yeah. All right. First question uh, from Tex. Hey, Tex. <laughs> Jesus. Tex loves the beach. Okay. The Ringers, Kevin O'Connor, insert tasty guitar lick here, writes there Tex. It is. What the hell is Perfect going on? Over there? Okay, that was the guitar lick. Okay, that was planned. Uh, KOC says the talk around the NBA is that the Clippers are actively looking for an upgrade over Reggie Jackson at point guard and a backup big man behind Zubats. 
KOC says the Clips could be interested in Mike Conley, Fred Van Vliet, or Kyle Lowry. Which one of these vets makes the most sense to pursue? Again, that's from Tex. Thanks for sending in that email. Tex! <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> what do you got? Uh, Conley, Van Vliet, Lowry, or maybe somebody else for the Clips? I'd say the best one. The one at the height of his powers, pretty much. Fred Van Vliet would be the best one of those three. He got question marks with the other two. Mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry is you know, hit or miss. He did have a nice little nine-point spurt the other night against the Pelicans where he looked like old Kyle Lowry, but are you going to get that all the time? And Mike Conley, is he going to be able to go for two months in a playoff scenario? This is The plan is to win a championship here, so I totally agree. they got to go for it. This is year four of the experiment. Mm-hmm. They've hit one conference finals. They are absolutely going to go for it, and, and I think that could mean Fred Van Vliet. That, that well, that would be the that would be a dream. But do they have enough to get? It'd be a dream. It would be a dream. Come on, that would be nice to have Fred back there with his old buddy Kawhi. That would be such an upgrade over Reggie Jackson. I know Terrence Mann is working out right now with them, but Fred Van Vliet, you know, unlike those other two guys, he plays D really, really well. He wouldn't have to handle the ball as much uh, as he does with uh, the Raps. I think he would be reinvigorated, look great. But do they have enough to get him? Yeah, I mean, they don't have a lot of picks. Now, they could squeeze out one pick, and then it would be if if, if Masai is enamored with, like, a, yeah, a Terrence Mann, maybe. It had to be, like, man, yeah. Like, Brandon Boston. That's the, that's, that's the talk going back, plus a pick. But I, I do see a potential for Masai to say goodbye to Fred here because it feels a little like Kyle Lowry when he was almost dealt to the Knicks, except James Dolan said, nah. I don't want Kyle Lowry. No, you screwed us with that Bargnani deal. <laughs> yeah. You fooled me once. <laughs> yeah, and then he helped helped the Raps win a championship right. by saying no. Yes. Thank you, Dolan. So, uh, so this could be that type of scenario where Fred, you know, in Masai's eyes, maybe he sees the, you know, the peak of Masai, uh, peak of Fred was last year, and he tries to cash in to get somebody a little bit better suited to play with the other guys, but uh, maybe he just doesn't want to lock into Siakam and Barnes and OG, and Fred. So maybe maybe they move on. Uh, obviously, Mike Conley would be good, but yeah, this, we're talking about a, a, a guy at, in Conley the most gettable, most affordable. Yeah. Right? I mean, you're, you're right. He's getting up there in age, but he's still a solid, solid player. Maybe that's just really what they need. I mean, like that table setter sort of guy and that vet at the point guard position uh, that you can trust um, more so than, than Lowry. And then Van Vliet's going to cost you if you trade for him, obviously, whatever that takes, if they even have enough to uh, entice the Raptors. I sort of don't think they do. And then the decision to, like, what the heck are we doing? Like, how much money are we giving this guy? So uh, I would lean towards Conley just most realistic, I guess, that KOC is throwing out. But what do you think? That's a tough call. I mean, I kind of feel like this is a four-way Spider-Man meme with Reggie Jackson, Mike Conley, Fred Van Vliet, and Kyle Lowry. Like, they're all fine starting point guards. They're all shooting about 40% from the field, 35 from three. It's just a matter of ages, really. You know, Fred Van Vliet is the youngest, seven to eight years younger uh, than the other trade targets in Conley and Lowry here. The Clippers would then be able to sign him to a longer deal because he's going to be a free agent. So I think probably the best value for their assets. But it feels like Conley is the most gettable. And I think Tass is right that the Clippers need to be saying, who gives us the best chance to win the title this year? I don't know. I mean, like, who's the best driver of these players? Van Vliet gets in the lane the most, I think, but probably the worst finisher. 
<laughs> uh, compared to uh, Lowry and uh, Conley. Conley maybe the best catch-and-shoot guy, which I think would be helpful as well. The good part about Mike Conley and Kyle Lowry, though, is that their contracts line up with the end of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard's contracts. So if it doesn't go well, clear the deck. Mm. I mean, they don't have any picks or anything that they can use, but they could tr- they could maybe look to trade Kawhi next year, look to yeah. trade Paul George next year and yeah. start the next Clippers rebuild. But uh, honestly, to me, like Conley, Van Vliet, and Lowry, they ain't moving the needle for this Clippers team. It's got to be Paul George and Kawhi Leonard playing over their heads for a month and a half in the playoffs. Yeah, I just I do agree. It's a bit of a Spider-Man mean on offense. But Freddie will be a bulldog, I think, defensively. Like, he'll be able to they help. they got a good defense. They do. They do. But they want to win the whole thing. Uh, so I mean, I, it would be the biggest upgrade I think they could in terms of these ones uh, that KOC has thrown out. Plus, they need a backup big. They're going to be busy, I think. Next one here from Ari. He uh, writes in, Chris Haynes reported yesterday that the Blazers remain committed to trying to surround Damian Lillard with a roster capable of competing with the best, and that there are no plans to tank this season. So what should they do? Do you see a trade or two that could turn Portland's season around? Again, thanks to Ari for sending that in. Talking Blazers here, who have completely fallen off a cliff after a really hot start, a surprising start to a lot of people. What, what do they do here? Well, you know, the way that this is framed, capable of competing with the best I think that's a pretty low bar, quite honestly, because when I read that, I look at they're trying to get to where the Dallas Mavericks are. Competitive team, over 500 with a superstar who gives you a chance in any sort of playoff series. Mm. Right now, Portland is two games back of the sixth seed. It feels like they are so far down because they're very low in the standings. Just two games back. Yeah. They could easily get back uh, <laughs> at least into the play-in tournament pretty easily. They need size right now is the big thing. For Portland in their rotation, Jeremy Grant six foot eight, Drew Eubanks six foot nine, Nurkic is seven feet. Everybody else is six foot six and under, and it really shows up out there. So I would, if I'm the Blazers, I'm shopping Nurk, I'm shopping Simons, I'm shopping Hart, I'm shopping Sharp. To be quite honest, Dame and Grant they are untouchable to me. Their pick situation is weird because they have this pick protected to the Bulls one through fourteen through twenty twenty eight. So they kind of got to wait until that conveys before yeah. they can do anything. That was a trade to have Larry Nance around for four months. Swing and a miss right there. So they're going to have to look to move player for player for the most part. So this season, I'm looking at Nas Reed. I'm looking at Billy Herman Gomez. I'm looking at Jared Vanderbilt. Not big names, no. but competitors with size that will play defense because an alignment of Lillard plus another small guard plus a short guy in Josh Hart and Nurkic it ain't going to work. We've seen it too many times. It's just not going to work. Yeah, it is the same story over again, uh, unfortunately for them. Their defense has dropped off after a nice little start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the chemistry thing, just, just that's what it is. It, it, it's about the pieces. It, I think we've seen it with the New York Knicks. Quentin Grimes, not a name that you, probably most NBA fans know, but inserted makes more sense. If they had a guard beside Lillard that was a little bit more grimy, I think it would make more sense. Or or a Tolly uh, instead of Nurkic. Just a better balance of defense and offense in that starting lineup. I think that's what, what they need. Call the magic. They've got a everybody's oh, Simon they could be long. very interested in. You could see that. Oh, just as a, a perimeter score, they need a guard? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, he's on a decent deal as a young guy. I mean, he's, he's shown as a lead guy he can – definitely score he gives a lot back don't get me wrong and I don't think the pairing works all that well with Lillard 
uh, as your backcourt. It is McCollum and Lillard-like. Um, but I think he could get you a decent return, player-wise, uh, that maybe would fit better, like you're saying. Yeah. Uh, give you more of a defensive identity. Other, I mean, you're you now. Then you said all that things about like they're they're still in the mix of things. It's not like they're way behind, but man, you, it's tough to see them and go. They're gonna win a playoff series. I mean, they could get there. They get in the play and maybe, but not a lot of confidence in them beating so many of these other teams right now. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. Uh, it would have to be Lillard multiple fifty point games in a series and probably hitting some buzzer beaters and that's a first round ceiling. Yeah. Uh, but it's better than missing. Everything for the second straight season because Dame Lillard is patient, uh, but he ain't going to be that patient to not even have a chance in yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next one here uh, with All Star Weekend coming up. What are some events you wish they added, got rid of, or just changed back to the way it was? I really think they should change the skills challenge back to the way it was in the mid 2000s when Nash and D Rose competed. This is the first person to ever think this. I'm, think, I'm telling you right now. Uh, any others, long-time listener, first time asking a cue, love the pod, hashtag keep the NBA rad. And that is from at the rad, Josh Weber. Um, so, yeah, the question, well, I mean, any thoughts on uh, the heyday of the skills challenge back when Nash and Rose were going at it? I guess what is he, he's just saying, like, get rid of these bigs in it. Just go back to the guards. Well, what, what was different back then? They were, were I mean, we're just posting a time, right? It wasn't yeah, like a yeah, it wasn't head to head. head, to head. <laughs> okay. It wasn't good. I mean, yeah, I mean, the skills challenge is like the first run at a pickup game. You're just getting your legs. You're just going back and forth. Nobody's, yeah. you know, just trying to get things warmed up. I would love to add like a, a flare multiplier. For the skills challenge, like you get extra points if you got flashy handles, you're throwing behind the back passes, mm-hmm. you're doing a cool layup oh. or a cool dunk. Put some style into it. Style Instead of just points, walking, okay. Lazing through the logo man, throwing it lazily into the <laughs> into the tire. Throw it behind the back into that tire, maybe. Yeah. Make it cool. What about adding, you know, we have the celebrity game on the Friday night. What about like incorporating the celebrities into the skills challenge? <laughs> celebrity skills challenge like yeah, it might more. be more entertaining mm. or maybe you pair them up with players too or just like don't even let the like these players are NBA athletes yeah they can do these skills <laughs> that's the weirdest part of this whole thing yeah. like maybe just let whatever the B let's see if the property brothers can hang you know in a skills challenge let's see what Put those brothers head got to head. I don't know oh, it's they should, be better they should do that on their show you see they got brother versus brother coming out well there you go let's start it at the skills challenge yeah I, I, th- I think it'd be more entertaining than NBA players half-assing this. Yeah, it's a uh, skills, cha- skills challenge. You know, it's there. Yeah. It's just it's there. Like they, they added though. the bigs. It was a decent attempt. It was a fine wrinkle. It was like almost like, whoa, a seven-footer can dribble and shoot. Now it's like everybody does Everybody it. Yeah. does it. So it's <laughs> yeah. not that uh, amazing. So I don't know. What, what do you think? Or what other events are any to answer uh, Josh Weaver's Right, question? yeah. I'm not focused on changing the skills competition. <laughs> we need to fix the skills challenge. Uh, I get it. I get it. It starts the Saturday night task. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think you bring back the shooting stars competition. Yeah. It's fun seeing people shoot long shots. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> rather than throw it in a hoop or, you know – Going around a cutout, like who cares? Oh, they should be Jeff Probst cutouts. Oh, and survivors are doing the challenge. There we go. Yeah, people who can't, people who can't, who aren't NBA players, it 
it's a little bit more intriguing to see what yeah, they're going to do. Yeah, we watch it in every NBA game during a timeout. They yeah, bring yeah. people out, and the crowd gets into it if people are battling and trying to hit layups and free throws and dribbling around things. It's more entertaining yeah. to see them fail, generally. And listen, the shooting <laughs> shooting stars has been good. They've done the, like the three-person team. Mm-hmm. It's either like a, you know, a current NBA, WNBA, plus a legend. We've also talked about the Legends game, which was an old game, oh, yeah. and talked about maybe bringing back recently retired players. It's less of a Legends game and just like these players that stay extremely in shape in their 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a balance of both. Maybe we just see... Kevin Garnett doing shooting stars or, you know, like the, the older players just come do shooting stars. Cause I don't want really want to see 40 and 50 year olds play. Like what are they going to play <laughs> yeah. an hour and a half of basketball? Who's, like, wh- why would you watch that? Watch them for 20 years in their prime. Just go out like that. But the shooting stars, you know, something has to be done to bring. We haven't back. had the shooting stars event in eight seasons. Chris Bosch, Swin Cash and Dominique Wilkins. They, 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 uh, retired the shooting stars. Event. They won it three <laughs> straight. Good. Nobody could beat they were them. Too good. Bosch was money from half, and they were like, eh, nobody's going to beat these guys. Yep. <laughs> so we got to close it down. Yeah. BBB, bring back Bosch. He'll do it again. Oh, yeah. He, well, he could be, the, be, he could be the Neek yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Who's today's Chris Bosch? Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> bring it back. Which, speaking of, I didn't uh, did not remember at all. That Team Cavs won the skills challenge last oh, year. Oh, yeah, teams. Teams. Moving things, too? Wasn't uh, there? I just, I just threw a quick Google on the winners here. Team Cavs, I don't, really, I don't remember. They beat the, the, uh, they beat the uh, Detaku Bros. Yeah, but there was and a, Rookies was another team. And there was a part. They totally, they totally changed it. There was a part where moving targets that you had to pass into and you had to stand behind a line as a team. There we go. And that's all coming Listen, back to me, though. Yeah, it's, it's like the NFL Pro Bowl thing. Like These guys can do that stuff. Like It's boring. So what the NFL Pro Bowl has done, Make them play dodgeball. Different sports. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's too easy. sports completely. It's they can play easy. football then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do it in warm-ups. Yeah. Steph Curry loves to pretend to be a quarterback. Okay, these are good ideas. How's this for an idea for the dunk contest? Drake has been doing this thing recently where he's buying memorabilia from famous rappers. Like he bought oh. a bunch of uh, Pharrell's famous chains. He just wore Cameron's uh, pink mink. Yep. And headband to bring out Dipset while he was at the Apollo. I think you should buy Vince Carter's jersey from the 2000 dunk contest. Be the host of it and put a million dollars of his own money on the dunk contest and say, we need to bring the dunk contest back. We built this. (laughs) Before us, it wasn't here. We said this months ago. Drake. Drake could save the dunk contest. buddy. Yeah. We know you love buying old Raptors jerseys. I've seen you in a Del Curry jersey. Yep. Put on the Vince jersey, get out there, yep. MC this entire thing, and put your own money on the line. The winner gets Drake's money <laughs> and a feature in a song. There you go. Right. He gambles. Drake becomes a legend in NBA history. That's great. He gambles millions of dollars exactly. on a roll of dice or a game of this. Mm-hmm. You see, I see it on Instagram. Is it fake? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's great. Okay, well, how about this for an All-Star Weekend event? This is our final question from at Marvin Bagels. <laughs> Who wins in a fight? Five Dylan Brooks or four Shannon Sharps? <laughs> Handicap match. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the Sharps in this one. Four Sharps over five Brooks? Size. I think four. <laughs> He's a big guy. Four Sharps is bigger than five Brooks. Like width wise, right. 
I think five versus three would have been the way to 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 uh, handicap this match. Five Dylan Brooks versus three Shannon Sharps. <laughs> I feel like yeah, that, that I can start to fair. convince myself into the Brooks. I mean, maybe I'm underrating Dylan Brooks a little bit here. He's listed 6'6", 225. Shannon Sharp was listed 6'2", 225. He's obviously been retired for a couple of decades now. He's probably more like 240. Yeah. He's got old man strength yeah, at this he does. point. He does. Um, Dylan Brooks, he's interested in the smoke at he, the very least. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> so uh, five versus three seems fair. <laughs> To a draw. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the, uh, the black tank top slash bodysuit slash singlet, it's not enough. Well, it didn't do it for me. I, I feel like Shannon Sharp still, in his retired age, would be bursting out of a singlet like that. Wow, the Dylan, that cardigan's going to slow Sharp down. <laughs> yeah, Dylan Brooks is going to be a oh, little gonna... sleek. Oh, he's in jeans. Yeah. <laughs> he's like fighting in jeans. That's a real fighter. He's going to tie up all three Dylan Brooks with that cardigan. Like He'll just whip it around him like a lasso and just tie him up. I think yeah, he's he's got it. All right. Cool. <laughs> great question from at Marvin Bagels. Also great Twitter handle. <laughs> uh, who wins in a fight? Five Dylan Brooks or four Shannon Sharps? Okay, we're going to take our last break. When we come back, pick them results and uh, – a tweet of the night that you just got to see. Selling a little? Yeah. Cha-ching. Or a lot? <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling savory sausages or offering ostentatious oddities, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States, and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash nodunks, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash no dunks now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash no dunks. It was one of the games we were locked in on last night on playback for our NBA watch party, Celtics Heat. Missing a lot of guys in this game, but it was a close one. Entertaining Heat. They were the favorites by one and a half points. I said, give me Miami, and they got it done. I'm six and ten. Tass and Trey took the L last night. Tass seven and nine, so I'm a game behind you. Uh, Trey is a very comfortable eleven and five. But what's tonight's game? Well, I saw a couple of our loves on the board in a single game, so I had to pick it. Toronto at Sacramento. Oh. Kings favored by four and a half at home. You guys think the beam will be lit? The two of you picking Sacramento win by five or more. And I'm in a bit of a rut. 
so I'm stubbornly taking the Toronto Raptors to cover four or less. Yeah, that's a tough one. Good line there. Yeah, it's a good line. Who knows? Good line, line setters. <laughs> Raps are a little difficult at times to figure out, but they don't stop anyone. And the Kings score, score in bunches. So. Will that continue? Yeah. I'm betting it will. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Just going for the home team here. I got gotcha. you. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> My home team. Uh, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Yeah, back to the Heat game. A young Jimmy Butler fan crushed by the news that his Heat star wasn't playing last night versus the Celtics. You know the reaction was caught on camera. Here is the video. The kid's sign reads, Dear Jimmy, we flew over 4,405 miles to see you play. Can we get a photo or big face coffee? And then he's told, Jimmy ain't playing, kid. Drops the sign. Hands to his head. He is shook. He just couldn't. He can't believe. It. We came all this way from Argentina. What the hell, Jimmy? <laughs> oh, yeah, just before tip-off, Jimmy ruled out with uh, back soreness. But you know what happened? He got some gifts. He played. Oh, no, no, oh. no, no. He got some gifts. Uh, his sister, I believe, uh, Zoe, sharing the photo. Uh, he got a basketball there. You know, probably a signed jersey. I don't. Did he get a coffee? I don't know. <laughs> how, how young are kids drinking coffee in Argentina? Uh, <laughs> right. Well, I know my American kids are not drinking well, coffee. No, they've they've sampled it. And they're yucky. They do it differently in they South America. They, they honestly, that kid might be drinking a coffee or two a day. Uh, I, I believe it. So um, anyway. This has happened before. It sucks. They came a long way, uh, 4,405 miles to be exact, and Jimmy a sort of late scratch there. But he got the gear, and because I'm so skeptical, I'm wondering, you know, (laughs) slick move by this kid. Let's get some stuff. Kids, like, from down the street. (laughs) He's back there drinking a coffee right now. No, he's drinking mate right now. (laughs) Chilling out, thinking... Got him. Got him. I didn't fly 4,400 miles. Yeah. He just went down the street. 4,405. <laughs> yeah. He threw in that five just to throw people off. Exactly. Right? It's right, a little right. too specific. <laughs> Bought the flag. You can buy a flag off Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> you can. I got everything, man. <laughs> anyway, you got some stuff. You got some good. stuff. Jimmy Butler, though, had played in a season-long streak of games heading into this one. Oof. 11. Oh, wow. 11 straight games. That's That's the most games he's played in this season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. January is a bad time to buy tickets, I think, (laughs) because we seem to run into rest questions all the time in January. It's a doldrums kind of month. I also would be wary about buying tickets for Clippers games. Quiet Paul George. Anthony Davis. That's a risky one. Zion, risky. Lonzo Ball. Those are my top five most riskiest <laughs> tickets to buy in the month of January in the NBA. Yeah. And on well, top of sign, that, uh, it's flu season too, you know. Absolutely. So then you a lot of non-COVID illnesses. Yep. Yep. But Jimmy out with the uh, stiff back there. But that's all right. He got a ball. He got a jersey. I guess he never got a photo or a coffee in the end. But maybe they can stick around <laughs> for the next game. Uh, hey, No Dunks Live. Get your tickets to our live show in Salt Lake City Friday night of All-Star Weekend. 8 p.m. at the Urban Lounge. I'll tell you right now, I better see a sign that says, Dear No Dunks, we flew over 4,405 miles to see Lee Ellis on this podcast. (laughs) Can we get a photo or a banana? (laughs) Somebody please come with that. 
to our live show in Salt Lake City. We will not be offended. We will have a larf. We will take a photo, and I'll buy you a coffee. Or a beer, at the very least. Anyway, Friday night. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. That's it for today's No Dunks podcast. Thanks for joining us live. If you're a podcast listener, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Make sure you like the video. Make sure you subscribe. Share the show with your friends as we... Make our way to 70,000 subs. We just got to get to 100,000 subs so we can get that cool YouTube uh, plaque. Got to get a plaque. <laughs> we got to have that hanging in the Classic Factory. Right? That's what I live for. That's what it's all about, guys. 100K. But let's get to 70K first. So thanks to everybody that has subscribed. We will see you tomorrow here. No. We will not be here in the Classic Factory. But we will be doing a show. The boys will be in the yard because JD's <laughs> headed to uh, Memphis to see his kids play in a blues festival. <laughs> right? Is that correct? <laughs> Come on, I'm like... Yeah, that is absolutely correct. Right. <laughs> Can't wait! Uh, you don't want to go, eh? Not, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, Jerome will be helping us out in the yard, uh, so we'll have a podcast on Thursday and Friday from our homes, where this guy's hardwired in, this guy's hardwired in. My Wi-Fi, it's on a hell of a run right now. Fingers crossed, it should be flawless tomorrow. The video quality, the sound quality, all that stuff. It's going to be good. I'm pretty sure. Okay, good, good. (laughs) Knock on wood. All right, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, I see people talking in the stream teams about LeBron James' career turnovers number. Because people... In a game? No, 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 no. Total. 4,904 in the regular season. Does he have the most of all time? I would assume yes. so. He could hit 5K. If he tries real hard, he can get to 5K before it's all said and done. Do you think they'll stop the game? <laughs> <laughs> give him the ball? They have to give it back to him? He's like, ah, suckers. Our ball now after my turnover. All right. Brace the day, people. Hey baseball fans, this is Derek Van Riper. Now that spring training games are underway, opening day is just a few weeks away. Eno Saris and I have been getting ready for the season all winter on Rates and Barrels. Whether you're a seasoned fantasy player, a baseball stats junkie, or just someone who wants to learn more about the game, join us for four episodes each week this season, including our new Friday live stream with former big leaguer Trevor May. Check out the live stream on Fridays at 1 o'clock Eastern on the Rates and Barrels YouTube channel, or listen to the show wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including the ad-free option on the Athletic app.